Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning here at Wax. Chore time, farm show. Bob and Joe with you. Joe is uh, back after having a day off to get all your Christmas shopping done and all your chores done at the Welke Land and Cattle Company. I'm almost done. What is that? With the Christmas shopping. Oh, with the Christmas shopping. Yeah. I still have my Christmas tree, though. That's my job for today. To put a Christmas tree up? Yeah. So you're going out in the woods and chop one down with the axe and then uh, drag it home on a toboggan? Absolutely. That a girl. That a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So hopefully if you've got Christmas shopping to get done, you'll get it done. It might be a little Christmassy, especially to the south today. We talk about some snow down in the southern parts of the listening area, down towards Madison, two to four inches maybe down south of Warren's Toma and down south of that direction. So we'll talk about that, get you updated as far as as the weather. Also, dairy margin coverage program. We've been pounding the drum that December 9th is the deadline for the sign-up. Not anymore. It's changed. We'll talk about that. The Wisconsin Farmers Union convention starts uh, later today down at Chula Vista in uh, Wisconsin Dells. And, Jill, you'll be down there tomorrow. Yep, I'm going to head on down tomorrow. All right, so Joe will be down there tomorrow to catch up on some of the goings-on with the Wisconsin Farmers Union. I can't go because i got to go to a cookie walk. Yeah, you better bring me some cookies. <laughs> what is it, Pleasant, uh, Pleasant Valley? Pleasant Valley 4-H is having their cookie walk um, tomorrow. Starts at 10 o'clock. Yep, 10 well, till noon. the best time to get there is about 11 because I'll be gone by then. <laughs> right, and you'll pick all the best cookies, too, I'm sure. I'll, I'll tell you, there is a multitude of cookies, I'm telling you. There will be some, but again, 10 to noon down there at Cleghorn, so that's always fun to see the kids working so hard and their parents. It's a good one. Also, yesterday afternoon, I was out in Elk Creek to uh, take a look at the proposal for the Elk Creek Solar Project, 
and they had an open house. Talked to folks from Ted Renewables that uh, we'll get on to explain the project. And then we'll talk to Charles Walksmith. Charles, of course, with uh, Chippewa Valley Bean and the Doan family and uh, what they are doing because uh, 2,500 acres and it's uh, pretty much all their land that is going to be involved in this project. It uh, still has to go through some approvals, but uh, we'll talk about that in the days going on because uh, it won't be online uh, till about 2025, but it will make a difference as far as energy generation out uh, on the Elk Creek Prairie out there. So again, it's uh, going forward. Also, USDA report comes out today. We got the uh, P drive fixed on our computer yesterday. We didn't have one of the drives, so we couldn't get some of our stuff up, and I had to laugh. But Alex, of course, knows how to work these computers, and Tom, our buddy from uh, 98.1, they were in here trying to figure it out and get her done. They said so they call the engineer and they said, "What happened?" The engineer is an only an engineer can say, "Well, that shouldn't happen." <laughs> <laughs> but they got her fixed and uh, we're up and rolling, so <laughs> everything is good. Yeah, you can just hear the en- engineer say, "That shouldn't happen." Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're not going to see a lot of sun now until. Well, probably next Thursday or Friday. Today, look for some precipitation and a breezy day. Down south now, two to four inches possible. Warren's Toma down south that way. So if you're heading that way this morning, uh, get started because uh, it could get kind of could get kind of white, slippery on the road. So again, that's that forecast up around our area. We'll probably see some snow, but uh, not two to four inches. 36 the high today, 29 over, and a breezy two today. So take that in mind. 36 today, 29 tonight. Tomorrow, some mixed precipitation again. We'll have about 35 and then cloudy Saturday or cloudy Sunday and Monday into the 30s. Mixed precipitation on Monday because it's uh, Tuesday, rather. I can't read my own writing. 38 degrees on Tuesday, and more precipitation on Wednesday and Thursday. Best chance to see any sun is probably late Thursday or next Friday. So, again, cloudy skies, and if you're heading south, get started because uh, it's going to be snowing down that way. Warren's Point South, you're looking at uh, maybe 2 to 4 inches. It's also 5 o'clock. In fact, about a minute after, this is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news to start. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Brittany Griner has been released from a Russian prison and is on her way back to the U.S. The WNBA star is expected to land in San Antonio, Texas sometime this morning, where she will be taken to Brook Army Medical Center to be examined and debriefed. Griner was released Thursday in a prisoner swap for Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. President Biden is announcing $36 billion in financial relief to prevent pension cuts for union workers. These union workers and retirees are facing cuts up to 60% of the benefits starting in the next few years. While speaking alongside Labor Secretary Marty Walsh and union leaders, the president said the funds will cover more than 100 employers and hundreds of thousands of union workers and retirees. Biden said the move is part of his plan to restore the middle class and unions. The money will come from the American Rescue Plan's Special Financial Assistance Program. The Justice Department is asking a federal judge to hold former President Trump's legal team in contempt of court over documents in the Mar-a-Lago raid. The request came after Trump's lawyers said they found more classified items during a recent search of several of Trump's properties before Thanksgiving. Trump is under criminal investigation for taking government documents from the White House when he left office. The number of Americans filing for first-time unemployment benefits is slightly on the rise. 
Brian Shook has the details. The Labor Department says 230,000 Americans filed such claims a week ago. That's 4,000 more than the previous week's revised total. The largest increases in first-time claims for the week that ended on November 26th were seen in Wisconsin, Connecticut, and Ohio. California, Illinois, and Georgia had the largest drops. I'm Brian Shook. And the Keystone Pipeline has been shut down after an oil leak was discovered in northern Kansas. TC Energy in Calgary says there's been a confirmed release of oil in a creek near the Kansas-Nebraska border. No timetable has been given for restarting the pipeline. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, if you're planning to travel and traveling south from our area... You're probably going to run into some snow today. In fact, more than probably you will. From about Warren's south, expect oh, two to four inches down that way. Further north, not so much, but we will have some precipitation falling in our area. So just be aware of that as you travel today. It'll be a breezy day today. High is going to be about 36. Tonight down to 29, a little more of that mixed precipitation in our area tomorrow on Saturday, 35 Sunday and Monday, just cloudy, upper 30s. Tuesday, more mixed precipitation coming our way, about 38. Wednesday and Thursday, upper 30s with more precipitation and a first chance to see sun probably late Thursday or into Friday. Right now, it's not bad. 24 in Rice Lake, Wausau, and Marshfield. 23 at Medford, 28 at La Crosse. Green Bay at 29. Madison, Sun Prairie at 30 degrees. I'm not sure if it's snowing down there yet or not, but uh, it will be. Milwaukee's at 38, and right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Fall, I'll have to have my sister Barnum text me and let me know if it's snowing down in that area right now. But 24 right now in our area. Again, looking for a high today, about 36. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our market seven and a half minutes after five on a Friday morning here at Wax. Jill, the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 144 to 159 with mixed at 89 to 143. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 153 with mixed at 96 to 141. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 141 with select and silage fed steers 80 to 129. Cows are 58 to 95 with bulls at 60 to 95. Butcher hogs are 55 to 83 with sows at 45 to 49 and a half. Boars are 22, 20 and a half and down. Shore market lambs are 101 to 127. Unshore market lambs, there's no quote from. And feeder lambs are 105 to 240 with ewes at 70 to 95. Small goats are 25 to $190. Medium goats are 75 to $210 with large goats at 120 to $475, and nanny goats are 25 to $270. All right, livestock, futures markets, cattle prices higher, hogs lower. December live cattle, 152.42 at the close, up a half a dollar. February cattle, 153.92, up 37. April, 158.05, up 42. June live cattle, 154.92, up 57. Feeder cattle also higher, January. 183.47 up 257. March 185.05 up 180. April at 188.35 up a dollar 75. May up a dollar 82 at 191.52. And August up 122 at 201.05. Hogs lower. 
December lean hog carcass contracts, $82 even, down 37 February at 84.70, down 195. April hogs, 90.75, down 207. May also down 207 at 96 even. And on the Board of Trade, soybeans higher again yesterday. Just strong demand for meal. And also some Chinese buys and some drier weather in South America. Corn was a little higher. Wheat was mixed yesterday in the trade. And I would expect gas prices going to come down. Again, we saw December crude oil down another 46 cents yesterday. So crude oil now at 71.55 a barrel. That's uh, way down from where it was. It was well over $90, what, a month ago or so. So I would expect the gas prices should be coming down even more. March corn overnight up two cents at 644. The oats unchanged at 330. March wheat up four overnight, 750. Meal up $1.60 at 464 dollars. And the March soybeans up four cents at 1494. That's the highest beans have been since uh, back in September. Barrel cheese up three cents yesterday at 195. The blocks down three and three quarters at 207. And the grocery stores got all the butter they need for the holidays. Butter fell 20 and a quarter cents yesterday down to 268 and a half. Class three prices were lower. December down a penny at nine. Uh, excuse me, at twenty thirty eight. January class three down thirty nine at nineteen twenty three. February down thirty three at nineteen eighteen. March down twenty seven at nineteen forty six. And April down twenty four at nineteen sixty six. So that's what it looks like as far as the markets. The DMC program. Some changes announced uh, at the eleventh hour as far as the sign up. We'll catch you up on that next right here on Wax. It's 11 minutes after 526 or 24 degrees right now, getting up to 36 degrees. Again, precipitation today. Further south you go, the whiter it's going to get. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not so fast, my friend, as one popular football commentator likes to say. And that applies in agriculture. Greg Bieber is with us now. Greg is the state specialist for the dairy margin coverage program and other programs down at the State Farm Service Agency office. And, Greg, we've been gearing up for today, and which is December 9th, and the dairy margin coverage program. But, as we said, not so fast. What's the update? Good morning, Bob. The, the update is, is that... Uh we have an extension of the of our December 9th deadline till January 31st, 2023. Give uh, our dairy producers a little more time to make their coverage election uh, choice for 2023. So as we look at it, that's the only change is the date for signing up. Other aspects of the program remain the same. That is correct. Everything stays the same. It's just a little bit more time beyond January 9th to uh, get uh, the choices or their selections made and admin fees paid. and So January 31st is the new date. That obviously takes us into the new year. But having worked with this program so much at the state FSA office, what's your recommendation? Wait until January or still try and get it done before the first of the year. My recommendation, Bob, is that uh, dairy producers contact our local county FSA offices and you know, get this done as soon as possible. I, it's my recommendation would be to get it done here by the end of the year and not wait. Definitely work with our offices to get in there and, and get it finished up. And Greg, I don't know if you had any advanced numbers, but from talking to the county office directors 
What did it feel like as far as sign-up? Producers were getting it done in a timely manner, and this wasn't going to be a rush, and did they change this because maybe some other places around the country said we need more time? What have you learned from the offices? Yeah, I think specifically just talking about Wisconsin, I think our our enrollment numbers were looking really good. Our offices here, we uh, they, they do a good job, and we make a good push to get towards the original deadline. And so... I think we're 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 close close uh, to the end here. I can't speak for other states, but I think that you know when they make these decisions, they look at country as a whole. But I feel like we're in good good shape here. So again, I encourage producers to they have that end or if they have appointments with us to you know follow through with them and get that done now. And again, that's Greg Biba. Greg, of course. Uh well, about 20 years ago, he was the FSA director over in Clark County. Then went down to the state office. But again. Deadline for DMC has been changed. It's not today, and I know in the middle there he said January 9th he misspoke. It's January 31st is now the deadline for signing up for 2023 and the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. But again, like he said, if you got an appointment, honor that appointment and get it done. It won't have that hanging over you. So again, DMC sign up extended until... January 31st. More news coming up right here on Wax, brought to you by Chippewa Ag Solution. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's take a look at more news in the world of agriculture. Jill, what else is happening? USDA economists will release their December crop production and world supply and demand estimates later this morning. Grain traders think the report will raise ending stocks because of the demand concerns for both corn exports and ethanol. So far this marketing year, demand for U.S. corn around the world is down 48% in the first quarter, and demand for ethanol in the U.S. gasoline supply is down 7%. Price is also playing a part in exports as Brazil's corn price is 8% below U.S. prices. Soybean ending stocks are also expected to go up in today's report. From 220 million bushels last month to 236 million this time around. But traders aren't necessarily in agreement with those numbers since soybean demand is up. Soybean sales to China are up about 11% so far this year and U.S. diesel fuel supplies are down 7%. So more soybean oil will be needed to increase diesel supplies. As for production numbers for this year's crops, most traders will wait until the January report for the best estimates for corn, soybeans, wheat, and other crops. The report comes out at 11 this morning. All right, and we'll take a look at those numbers. Uh, it's uh, Again, January is when the final crop production reports are in as all the states get their numbers in. Coming up, end-of-the-year planning. Have you got your estate uh, plan, transition plan in place? We'll visit with our resident attorney, Bridget Finke, from Ward Valley Crossing Law in Baldwin and get you updated on uh, what you should be doing and if there are changes, what changes you need to look at. We'll do that next right here on Wax. Again, snow's coming down south mainly, 2 to 4 inches from Warren South, and a breezy day today, too. High's going to be about 36. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The end of the year is in sight. What about your records and your documents? Are they all in sight? And have you looked at them? 
before the end of the year. We're going to talk about that this morning with Bridget Finke. Bridget, of course, our resident attorney who works in those areas uh, every day with Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And Bridget, as we get to the end of the year here in December, what is your best, uh, you know, 50,000 feet above the earth view of our documents as far as our transition plans, estate planning? What should we be looking at or thinking about as we get towards the end of this year? I always think year-end is a is a good time to really be taking stock of what do you have, what might you need to update, and what things might you be missing. Um, this tends to be the time of year where you're meeting with your accountants and talking about year-end tax planning. Uh, you're probably, you know, looking at some of those numbers and balance sheets and um some of that paperwork that you probably spend most of the year trying to avoid or, you know, busy doing other things. And so when you're doing that tax tune-up, it's also a good time just to check to see if you should be doing that um, legal tune-up. And that's running everything from the absolute bare basics of, hey, do you have a health directive that if something happened to you, you have on paper that someone has authority to make those decisions for you? not automatic that your spouse can do it. Do you have a financial power of attorney that would allow someone to stand in your shoes and deal with financial matters? If you're farming as a sole proprietorship, that's a pretty darn important document for your farm. And then, you know, ranging all the way to your business entities and do you have a corporation and have you done your annual minutes? So um, it can be really helpful for you to kind of have an annual checklist of what are the things I should be checking on for the way my farm in particular is structured. And Bridget, you just talked about some of those things, but... uh couple of moments ago when you talked about the things that should be checking, what's missing? And I find that to be uh, kind of head-scratching. How do we know what's missing? What kind of a well, you, checklist should we go through to make sure we, we're not missing anything? Yeah, and, and you have to ask questions because that's always the biggest challenge in life, right? What we don't know that we don't know. Um, and so use your, your professional group to talk about those things and what might you be missing, you know. Chat with your banker, chat chat with your farm consultant, talk to your accountant when you're in for your annual review, get an appointment set with your attorney, you know, that, that whole range of professionals all has their own thoughts and ideas and, and frankly, if it's been 10 years since you looked at any of that stuff, chances are there's something that either isn't in, in the pot or should be updated. As we look at maybe finding something that is missing in there, what are some of the things that need to be done then before the end of the year, and what can we roll over, I guess, into 2023 as far as some of those documents, our estate planning documents and such and such? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the idea that, that you're probably going to get much of anything accomplished uh, by year-end at this point um, is is probably not likely, but instead I would be thinking about setting those New Year's resolutions or what what are the things we're going to get taken care of in the new year. Um, and so, you know, December being the time for you to sort of take stock of what you have and then think about moving forward in that process in the new year. As we do have time, though, at the end of this year, I'm thinking of uh, every year I 
try and give my kids a a little boost, a little check, not uh, not very big, but uh, something. And and those things are legal and and not taxable. What is this gift tax, and how does it work, and how can we use it on the farm? Sure. Um, so farm transitions ultimately happen through sales, through gifts, or through inheritance, and often a combination thereof. And each year, Uncle Sam gives you an amount that you can give, as many people as you want, um, without having to report for gift tax purposes. And so here in 2022, that magic number is 16000 per person. Um, so you can give that to both of your kids. You can give that to me, Bob, if you want. You know, as many people as you want, you can write those checks and not have to report it to Uncle Sam. Neither party? Either the giver or the Correct. receiver? Correct. You you get the fun of earning the money and paying the tax on it as the giftor, but the recipient, it is not income to um, the recipient of the gift. And uh, that just has to be done by the first of the year. Correct. You want to, if you're a cash basis taxpayer, you want to get that check written or hand over that cash um, before the end of the year. And then, so I said, you know, sale gift inheritance. That inheritance number is also um, adjusting for the new year. It, this is the, the flip side of inflation is that those exemption numbers go up. And so for 2022 estates, that magic tax free number was 12.06 million. In 2023, that is going up to 12.92 million. Um, so that number is adjusting with the new year as well. Um, so that is with the new year, not with when our taxes are due for 2022 taxes that we figure, you know, April 15th or whenever the farm taxes are due. It's, it's the end of the year. Correct. Correct. That's all calendar year. And then the other thing I'll just mention on that gifting, that gift tax exemption is just for tax purposes, for nursing home purposes. Any gift can be considered to determine whether you qualify for the government to pay for your care. Any gift within the five-year look back. So that is not a, a free number for all purposes, just for gift tax purposes. What do you mean by look back? So if, um, let's say you thought that dementia was kicking in, Bob, and you say, oh, shoot, I better get all my assets out of my hands so I don't spend them all at the nursing home. You can't sign everything over to your boys and then the next month go into the nursing home and say, I'm impoverished, government, pay for my care for me. There is a five-year look back that if, if you went to the nursing home in January, they would be asking you about any assets you owned at that point and anything you had given away or sold for less than fair market value within the last five years. So get it signed over. <laughs> five years it can go fast, or in this case, it can be awfully, awfully slow. So again, End of the year, things to think about here as far as uh, your financial planning is concerned on the farm or off the farm with Bridget Finke, our resident attorney from Valley Crossing Law in the Baldwin area. And Bridget, 715-688. 
4045 or wisconsinfarmlaw.com. That's how you get a hold of Bridget. Bridget Finke with us once again today, our resident attorney with Valley Crossing Law in Baldwin. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning and we'll get a weather update from Mike because there's some stuff going on outside. We'll find out about that. But before we do that, we got to catch up with uh, some of the news on a Friday morning here at Wax. And Morgan McCarthy, our favorite news person, is with us. I was going to say news girl, but she'll get all over me if I say that. So, uh news person. Morgan, good morning. What's going on? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start on the national stage with the Wisconsin Connection and what leadership and representation is doing in D.C. 47 House Republicans broke ranks with leadership to send their respect for Marriage Act to President Biden's desk. Wisconsin's Mike Gallagher and Brian Steele were among Republicans voting yes this week as the House gave final approval to the bill, giving federal protections to same-sex and interracial marriages. Wisconsin Republican Tom Tiffany, though, a no vote. He'd been earlier dismissive of the Respect for Marriage Act, saying, Unfortunately, the majority leader of the Senate, Chuck Schumer, is using this once again to divide Americans. Stop the division. Wisconsin Democrat Tammy Baldwin was a principal sponsor of the bill in the U.S. Senate, and that's where Republican Ron Johnson also voted no. Glenn Grothman, Tom Tiffany, Scott Fitzgerald, also Wisconsin, no votes. In other headlines, a night of overindulging in alcohol and underjudging actions led to a $23,000 bill for a UW-Eau Claire student. A judge yesterday accepted a deferred prosecution agreement for 21-year-old Zachary Cunningham. Now, police say he broke into the basement of a campus dorm in February and destroyed several rooms, including a music room. Cunningham had told police he'd been drinking that night, but didn't kick up many more details about the destruction. He's already paid back about nineteen grand. As we look into other headlines, we know it's 40 years in prison for the man who shot and wounded three police officers in Wauwatosa last year. A judge yesterday gave Kenneth Bernie four decades behind bars for the shooting at the Radisson Hotel. Police were responding to a separate shots fired call when they found Bernie holed up in his room. When officers broke down his door, he opened fire. Three Tosa officers were wounded. All three survived. He was convicted in the case earlier this year. And we take it to the Big Apple, where if you're looking for a new gig, well, get the traps and cheese ready. Mayor Adams says rats take up residency in every neighborhood across the five boroughs, and he hates them. When I see one, I think about it all day, and so I am fixated on killing rats. Not only does he hate them, he's scared of them. If you're not scared of rats, you are you are really, you're my heroes. Then you can be the rat czar. The city posted a job listing last week looking for a bloodthirsty candidate who would be willing to successfully mitigate the city's rat problem. They would earn a paycheck of up to $170,000 a year. I'm Natalie Migliori, NBC News Radio, New York. Sure, in the barn you have your own methods to keep the rats at bay. I know in our barn my parents have even been known to take a shovel and play a little whack-a-rat every now and then. And we head back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax. 104.5. Oh, thank you, Morgan, for the news this morning here on Wax. And we're about 27 minutes before 6 o'clock. What's going on outside? I haven't looked out the window, but I know Mike has. Mike Dandria, we'll see what he's seeing. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our weather this morning brought to you by Marika Gouda in Thorpe. And soon to have a store right here in Eau Claire. We'll tell you more about that. But let's get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. And, Mike, I know you're in and out of the building all the time. <laughs> what did you see the last time you were outside? Anything? Well, nothing really here. And, the, like, our area isn't exactly uh, the 
really the target of concern or area of concern as uh, mostly down towards the Cooley region uh, is where we're expecting uh, more of that snow. But there are some heavy snow showers that are working into uh, parts of Vernon and La Crosse counties right now. And looking at the 511 reports, there's already some uh, slippery stretches, some ice-covered and some snow-covered roads. Uh, so if you are that way or heading down that way, uh, certainly take your time on the roadways. But later this morning, those snow showers will start to fizzle out. And by the early afternoon, this is where we'll just hang on to more cloud cover throughout the day. And our temperatures warm up mostly into the mid-30s. Now, later on tonight, we'll start off with mostly cloudy skies. And then towards the daybreak hours of tomorrow, may have a chance at some snow showers, possibly even some freezing drizzle if we have a little bit of a warm layer uh, above the surface. So that can make for some slick roads tomorrow morning. Another thing that you'll want to keep in mind. Otherwise, we'll have that chance at some potential for rain and snow going into the afternoon with our highs once again reaching the mid-30s. And then we get a little bit of a break from any sort of precipitation for Sunday and Monday, but we'll still be mostly cloudy with highs into the mid to upper 30s. And then Tuesday and Wednesday really kind of looking like a mess right now. There's still a few factors at play uh, before we dictate exactly what type of uh, precipitation it will see. But uh, we'll be breezy on Tuesday. We can say that much as uh, gusts could near 30 miles per hour. And we'll have those chances for rain and snow and pretty much everything in between going into Wednesday. But by Thursday, may have more of a chance at some snow showers, mostly cloudy and highs into the low 30s. But right now in Eau Claire, it is mostly cloudy, and we have a temperature of 25 degrees. So rather mild start to the morning, Bob. Not bad at all. No. Not going south today, so uh, folks that are down that way, be careful. Absolutely. Can't emphasize that enough. I guess not. All right. Have a good weekend, Bob. You too. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 with our weather. On wax, as we said uh, yesterday, we lost we lost one of our drives and uh, on the computer, and uh, called the engineer to fix it. <laughs> that shouldn't happen, but <laughs> but he fixed it, and we're going to get on what we tried to get on yesterday, and that's uh, from the Kiwanis Club of Chippewa Falls, their annual Farm City program, and uh, the awards they presented uh, that they uh, always present every year. And uh, we'll talk to a couple well-deserved award winners, a couple uh, gentlemen well-known in agriculture in our area. We'll hear from them from the uh, Kiwanis Club of Chippewa Falls Farm City program next. But as we said, our weather brought to you by Marika Gouda in Thorpe and soon uh, an outlet in Eau Claire. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Every year, the Chippewa Falls Kiwanis presents an agriculture friend of the year and an agribusiness friend of agriculture for the year. The agribusiness friend of the year this year is Gary Kremenauer, who has spent years with Eagle Point Mutual, now president of that board. Gary, first of all, congratulations, and I know you've been in the insurance business, but I know you more from around cattle. That's right, Bob. Uh, Cattle have been uh, a very important part of our life, Uh, and uh, I've always enjoyed our meetings. Uh, And today, they really caught me by surprise. I had no idea. I, I really feel honored. Tell me about uh, a little bit about being with Eagle Point Mutual because it's been around a long time, it's been successful, and you made an announcement today that it's even better now. The company actually started in 1879 by a group of local farmers and businessmen uh, who got together and insured each other because they couldn't buy insurance anyplace else. Eagle Point was allowed by the state of Wisconsin 
to write in a, a few townships in Chippewa County, and that was it. Uh, the company has grown, survived the Great Depression, the Great Recession, two world wars, uh, COVID, and just recently, uh, the state of Wisconsin has allowed Eagle Point to now write insurance throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. Boy, that is outstanding, and I know the insurance business has been a big part of your life, but uh, where would we be without agriculture, right? You've been tied up, I know, working with kids, and uh, you've spent your life involved. That's what what, what I've, was always so wonderful. I, uh, through 4-H, FFA, and and the, the local community. I worked for a lot of the honorees that were here today, and I wish I could have only mentioned more. Well, congratulations, Gary, and uh, well-deserved. Thank you, Bob. All right, Gary Kremenauer, the agribusiness friend of agriculture by the Kiwanis, and the agricultural friend is Les Danielson from the Kadat area. And Les, you work with Gary. You uh, spent a lot of time with him, and uh, it's kind of hard to keep up to. He's done a wonderful job for Eagle Point Mutual. Been on the board of directors with him for the past uh, ten years, and uh, he's doing a good job keeping that uh, company going uh, and strong. And I know he depends on a board. Guys like you that are on this board, and obviously the Danielson name in Kadat is pretty synonymous with agriculture. And uh, you know, Wayne, of course, received this award many years ago, but. Uh, how do you farm and do so much? You're president of the equity board and on insurance boards. Uh, how do you get it all done? It's uh, it's nice. Got a lot of help around home and uh, had a little uh, farming accident here a couple weeks ago with a PTO shaft and a lot of neighbors helping out. Um, it's 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 just a good community to be involved in the egg community, as as most farmers know. And as we sit here at the banquet every year, you see the names of those that have been honored, and it's a. Uh, kind of like an honor roll of uh, agriculturists here in Chippewa County. A lot of names in Chippewa County that have uh, been, yeah, working either in ag or ag business, and uh, they've certainly uh, some legends, uh, I think, on that on that uh, list that they have. You're going to recover here from this uh, arm in a sling? I hope so. I got a new shoulder put in two weeks ago, and uh, it's going to be a little bit before I can milk cows again. But I'm looking forward to milking cows and climbing silos and climbing grain bins. And again, Les Danielson and Gary Kremenauer. Les, of course, uh, so active, the Agricultural Friend of the Year. And Greg Kremenauer of the Eagle Point Mutual, the agribusiness friend. And, uh, you know, Greg diagnosed with ALS back in 2019. He was there in a wheelchair in his air. And I asked him, I said, Greg, you want to talk? And I was, or Gary, rather. I said, Gary, do you want to you talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we uh, we did a little bit, but uh, he's a fighter and he's he's battling. There's no question about it. So two deserving guys recognized by the Kiwanis of Chippewa Falls, Gary Krumenauer and Les Danielson. And we got more to take a look at. It's uh, about 17 minutes before six o'clock. We've got 24 degrees right now, 36. And uh, if you're heading down to the Wisconsin Farmers Union Convention, which starts about noon today in Wisconsin Dells. If you're heading down that way, uh, maybe you want to get started a little early. Just a maybe. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets to get to, but uh, we're not done yet. Jill, we mentioned the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Their annual convention begins about noon today down at Chula Vista in Wisconsin Dells. So, again, if you're traveling down south today, might want to get started a little bit early and be expecting maybe a little bit of a challenge, but I'm sure you will get there if you uh, take your time and be careful. But there are other things going on here. What else is on the calendar, Jill? There is. If you're oh, if you're a turkey hunter or a bear hunter, you need to get your application in tomorrow, December 10th, by midnight. So if you're planning on hunting in the 2023 season, get your applications in for bear or turkey. And we mentioned before the cookie walk, Pleasant Valley 4-H annual cookie walk at the Clegghorn at the Pleasant Valley Community Center starting at 10 o'clock. Bob is going to be there, so try to beat him so you get the best cookies. <laughs> and it's not bad. Maybe, you know, sneak a taste test in every once in a while, too, when they're not looking. <laughs> well, that's a must-do, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. But Pleasant Valley here in Eau Claire County, the 4-H, that's a, a big fundraiser and a very successful one. What else is going on? As we said earlier, we've been telling you that Today is no longer the deadline for sign-up for dairy margin coverage for 2023. It's now been extended to January 31st. So, But if you get appointments with the FSA today, get in there and get it signed up and get it done. That's their recommendation. And if you're in charge of breakfast on Sunday, head on down to the Hale Township Fire Department. They're having a pancake breakfast on Sunday, the 11th, from 9 to noon at the fire station in Pleasantville. It's a free will donation, and they're going to have a cash raffle with only 500 tickets sold, and first prize is $1,000. Got anything going on into next week that we need to advise people on as far as uh, things happening around the area? There's a grain marketing meeting on Tuesday, December 13th. Registration starts at 1030 with a meeting starting at 11. There's a noon lunch and then the meeting starts again at one o'clock and that's at the Melrose American Legion in Melrose, Wisconsin. All right. So some things coming up on the calendar. Got things uh, you got going on, some holiday events, whatever the case may be. Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll help let other folks know about it. But again, precipitation in the forecast today. Further south you go, the better chance you're going to have some accumulating snow. Kind of a breezy day today, high about 36. 35 tomorrow with more mixed precipitation in the area. Cloudy on uh, Sunday and Monday. Temperatures in the 30s. And my uh, southern reporter hasn't gotten back to me yet, but uh, as of earlier... No snow yet in the Madison area, so uh, still and all, it's on its way. I don't think the weather people can be wrong, so <laughs> so we'll wait and see. 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, and uh, we've got markets to get to, but Jill, uh, some of our exports, we mentioned our corn exports are way down, but boy, people like... People like U.S. meat products around the world, don't they? They absolutely do. The world continues to want those U.S. meat products. In October, American pork exports were the best in over a year, up 5% in volume and the most since June of last year. The value of those sales was over $697 million, the most since May of 2021. The biggest increases came from sales to Mexico, South Korea, the Dominican Republic, and the China-Hong Kong area. Our October beef exports were up 8% in volume, with sales totaling $930 million. The China-Hong Kong area was our biggest buyer in October. 
And again, Farmers Union starts at uh, about noon today down there at Chula Vista, their annual convention. And they'll start off today, uh, Groundswell, Climate Smart Agriculture in Wisconsin. Convention weekend kicks off at noon on Friday with a pre-conference Groundswell event. And uh, the afternoon of programming being planned by the uh, Farmers Union-led Climate Change Committee. Six to nine tonight, networking night to connect with other farmers and uh Bright and early, 9.45 tomorrow morning, we'll get the presidential address from uh, Darren Von Ruden, the Wisconsin Farmers Union president. I'm sure he'll give you an update on issues. And also the building in Chippewa Falls. They're, uh, you know, they bought the, the building along the river there in Chippewa Falls. They're working on remodeling that. How close are they to occupying that and uh, getting other tenants in that building as well? So an update is coming from the Farmers Union. And we'll get to some markets. We'll see what happened at Altoona. We'll do that next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm. Report. It's 10 minutes before 6 o'clock, 24 degrees out there, and time to hear from Jim Lindsay of Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.46. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.45. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.30 to $1.43. Choice Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.14 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 65 to 76. We had a top of 80. 60% of the cows sold from 46 to 64. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 45 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 98. We had top of 99 and a half. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to 90. Thin, full horn to lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 40 to $120 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $40 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 75 to $150 per head. Butcher hogs on Thursday sold from 60 to 69. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, December 9th, starting at noon. We are expecting 250 to 300 head of feeders for this sale. We will have a lot of good fancy vaccinated weaned beef calves as well as Holstein feeders for this sale. We'll also have a few bred beef cows and a cow calf pair. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here, let's wrap up the week at the markets. We go to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. If uh, if you want to put your radar on, uh, I had mine just on a little bit ago here. Oh, I tell you, southern Wisconsin looks like a coloring book, you know. <laughs> uh, I know, a lot of things down there. But, uh, again, a good old barn down there. Put her Susie Homemaker away for a while, and she looked outside and said there's no snow down there yet. So... We'll wait and see when it starts, but uh, not yet. Well, wrap up the week for us, Jerry. What happened this week over at Stratford? I'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the cow market yesterday, uh, conventional-type cows now, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's sale. We're selling from 68 to a top of 78.5. Our cows this week here in Stratford did top at 84. That was on Wednesday's auction, and that was on uh, uh, beef cows, high-yielding beef cows. Uh, most of the cows this week sold from 52 to 68. Thinner cows like carcass cows below 51. Organic cows 
on Tuesday, uh, high-yielding organic cows selling from 80 to 89. Now back to the conventional uh, conventional livestock. Uh, our market bulls this week for 82 to 92, lighter weight bulls below 80. Fed cattle market, very strong this week on the Holstein steers. Uh, good demand, choice grading Holstein steers. Are selling this week from 122 to 137. High-yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from 138 all the way up to 148 on a package of prime Holsteins. Select grading cattle under finished cattle. Those are 120 and below. On the calf market on the close, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves yesterday selling from 75 to 150. Again, on Monday, a lot of bull calves selling from 150 up to 190. Heifer calves this week, mostly 50 and below. Uh, beef calves are on the close from 175 to 335. And again, we did see some top-end beef calves on earlier in the week on Monday sale up to 350. And just a reminder, full marketing week on schedule next week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, a lot of uh, information on these upcoming sales on our website, including our next day auction next Tuesday, next feeder cattle sale next Wednesday, and also our next dairy sale will be a uh, week and a half away on December 20th. We do have a consignment of some good quality organic cows for that sale. Like I said, uh, a lot of information on our website. You folks take a look at that, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you will be there. And with that, Bob, we'll send it back to you. You guys enjoy the weekend. Always a lot of stuff going on. Um, so it's December, but uh, can't really complain too much about the weather, though. Not at all. Not at all. So uh, we'll enjoy it. Temperatures in the 30s, but not a lot of sun. All right, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Barn. Keep your feet warm and dry this winter with the Shoe Doctor in Eau Claire. Only the Shoe Doctor has over 4,500 styles of footwear and personalized fitting for everyone in your family. It's backed by the Shoe Doctor's exclusive 30-day comfort guarantee, so you know you'll walk away happy. The selection, brands, sizes, widths, service, and prices that fit just right. Come see for yourself at the Shoe Doctor. Easy to find. 2321 Claremont near Fairfax in Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Board of Trade yesterday. Look at the rest of our markets. Uh, soybeans and corn were higher. Good, strong demand for meal. Also, Chinese buying soybeans. Overnight, March corn up to at 644. The oats unchanged at 330. March wheat up four at 750. Soybeans, highest prices since September. March up four cents overnight, 1494. And meal, also pricey, $464 a ton. That's up $1.60 at the country elevators today. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 585 with soybeans at 1432. At the Connersville location, corn's at 580 with soybeans at 1422. And on the DTN screen, uh, Baldwin, $6 a bushel for corn, 1418. Durant is 591 and 1412. Corn at Mondovi, 602. Beans, 1417. $6 even for corn at Elmwood, 1422 for the beans. Fall Creek is down to 582 on the corn, 1397 on the beans. Osseo, 605 and 1422 at Elk Mound. Corn is 593. Beans, 1420 down at Sparta, 580 and 1398. Ellsworth, 570 and 1368. Ethanol plants. Boyceville corn, 606. Stanley and the Richmond, 599. Barrel cheese up three, $1.95. And then all dairy went south. Blocks down three and three quarters at 207. Butter down 20 and a quarter cents, 268 and a half. 
December, Class 3, down 1, 2038. January, down 39 at 1923. February, down 33 at 1918. March, down 27 at 1946. April, down 24 at 1966. And again, snow in the forecast in the southern parts of the listening area. If you're heading down to the Farmers Union Convention at Dells, be careful. It could be 2 to 4 inches from about Warren's, Mauston, South. We'll have about 36 today and kind of a breezy day, a little more precipitation tomorrow. High about 35. It's about 24 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadat. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.